Hello and welcome to the London Legal Podcast, presented by Hodge, Jones and Allen Solicitors. Our leading solicitors share their views on latest legal issues and developments, and how the law might affect you, because we care about righting wrongs and providing first-class personal legal services. So please enjoy this, the London Legal Podcast, presented by Hodge, Jones and Allen Solicitors. Hi everyone, this is another episode of the London Legal Podcast. My name is Sadiq Fazaldin. I'm a Senior Associate here at Hot Jones and Adams Listers. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the change in the possession cases process over lockdown. There's been a lot of changes so and there's been a lot for us to deal with. So I thought we'd have a brief chat about summarising some of the main changes and how they might affect some of you people out there. So I'm here with my colleague, Mr. Jack Crown. Hi, Jack. Hi, Sadiq. Uh, so just just to tell you a bit about us, so uh, like I said, I'm a senior associate uh, here. I've been here over 10 years, so I do a mix of different housing cases, including disrepair, possession and homelessness, and uh, also deal with discrimination and some public law cases and also some property disputes as well. I'm quite passionate about helping uh, vulnerable people and uh, dealing with injustices, so it's quite relevant to the sort of work that we do, particularly in, in regard to possession. Jack, do you want to tell people a bit about yourself? So my name is Jack Crown. I'm one of the solicitors at Hodgstone's Nun. Uh, I've been here just coming up to two years. I work on a variety of cases, including discrimination, public law, possession, disrepair, unlawful eviction, property disputes. I've been in social welfare, housing and property law for about seven years now. My motivation has always been doing my best for my clients, fighting their corner and trying to find new ways to advance their position. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to today's discussion. It should be quite interesting. We also work together quite a lot, but actually during lockdown, obviously we've been working from home. So in fact, we haven't actually had as much contact. Very briefly in terms of a uh, summary. So what happened in 2020 was that the possession cases were stayed so that they didn't work their way through the process just to kind of help people who are at risk of losing their homes. So the first day was between the 24th of March and the 20th of September in 2020. And that led to a backlog of possession cases working their way through the system. And I think it's only now that we're starting to see the cases coming through the system now. Jack, I don't know if you want to just summarise some of the main changes that we've noticed. Some of the uh, main changes have have definitely been around notice periods. They varied on a few occasions during the stay and more recently. There's now a two-stage process for hearings, which we'll get onto a bit later. The stay on possession proceedings has been extended a couple of times, as as we know, as well as an eviction ban, which has now ended. And as a result of all this, the landlord needs to consider the impact of COVID on the tenant. Yeah, so some quite important changes there. So we're going to go through some of those points in a bit more detail. Some of it can be quite technical, but we're going to try and make it as simple as possible. We've been through a list of frequently asked questions, which sort of summarise some of the main things that people are asking. We thought that might be a helpful way to actually address these points. So the first point is whether or not possession cases themselves are now going ahead. So do you have any thoughts on that, Jack? Uh, yes, yeah, so they are going ahead as of October 2020, but there's still quite a, a big backlog at the, at the courts. Some landlords just sent the cases in for issue during the stay to put their case sort of theoretically ahead of the queue. We're starting to see in the last sort of month or two that there is an increase in inquiries regarding possession cases. Uh, so, Sadiq, what can we expect at hearings now? 
Yeah, so there, ha- there has been a change throughout that time frame, but hearings for moving on from now are being listed in person, although during a large part of the lockdown, most of the hearings were being listed either by way of a telephone hearing or by way of a video conferencing facility. So things are starting to go back to normal or as close to normal as we can expect. So now moving forward, most hearings are being listed in person. So the general presumption is that people are expected to attend. But as I understand it, there are still some social distancing rules in place to the extent that the court can actually facilitate that. Obviously, it depends on the facilities at the court as well, the size of the court and so on. However, what I would say is that if there are reasons why people cannot attend, which are linked to COVID, particularly health and safety issues, if they have contracted COVID or they're isolating for a variety of reasons, and they have concerns about attending in person, I would suggest that they contact the court and ask for the matter to be listed by way of either a telephone hearing or a video hearing, and the court should be able to facilitate that. And the most recent development has actually been the um, the lift of the eviction ban. For a long period, evictions were actually stayed as well. That Just recently, that's that's now changed. So, I mean, what's, what's the current position, Jack? So the current position is that, uh, unfortunately, tenants can be evicted now. So the ban on this expired on the 31st of May. So as of the 1st of June, a landlord can apply for a warrant for eviction. Just to give you the difficult question, Sadiq, what are the current changes with notice periods? Yeah, you're always going to have to answer this one. To me, it's been, there's been so many changes and so many, um, there's different rules for different situations. So it has been quite confusing. But what, what I'll try and do is just sort of summarize some of the main points. So just in terms of an overview. So there's the period before March 2020, before lockdown, where the old rules will operate in terms of what notice needs to be given. And then there's the period between the 26th of March and the 28th of August, which was the first period of stay. And then there's the extension, as Jack referred to which is from 29th of August to the 31st of March 2021. So basically, in summary, many of the standard and established notice periods were extended during the lockdown period. So I think it's important as a starting point to know when the notice was given, whether it falls prior to March 2020, or whether it's between 26th March and 28th August 2020, or it's between 29th of August to the 31st of March 2021. And then on based on which time frame it's in, you can then look at the individual circumstances and decide which notice period is appropriate because there's different rules for the different periods. Yeah, so another thing that you mentioned, Jack, was the um, the two-stage process. So we, now we have what we call R-dates and S-dates. Can you just tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so what's been introduced as a result of the coronavirus amendments is it's a two-stage process. So previously what would happen is a, a claim would be issued and then it would result in a possession hearing where an order could be made. What's happened now is that the party will be notified of what's called a review date. So this is essentially a paper-based exercise where the court looks at the papers and decides whether the claim should proceed to the next stage or whether it should be dismissed. Parties don't need to attend court, but the court can consider any papers that are sent in advance. They can approve an agreement, so it's a good time for parties to negotiate. If that's not possible or the court decides that the case needs to proceed to an S or substantive date, then it will be listed for that. And, and that hearing is where a possession order could be made. So that's definitely a point where advice should be sought if it hasn't been already. So this has had an impact on the duty scheme as well at court. Sadiq, can you outline the changes on that? 
Mm-hmm. I think the lesson from what you've said, Jack, is really for tenants to take advice early, ideally prior to the audit, because they can actually plan ahead rather than sort of leave it till the end. And hopefully whatever action and advice they take at the beginning can really help them with the case. So, um, yes, as you said, I, I run the or manage the duty scheme at Clarkman Shoreditch County Court as Hodgson's Allowance representative. I know you've actually taken part in the new scheme as well. So the, the main change is that during the lockdown period, and again, this is now changing as we get more and more um, in-person hearings, but over the lockdown period, certainly the advice was given remotely by a duty solicitor. Now, the important thing is that advice is available from the duty solicitor on the review date as well as the substantive hearing date, which is one of the main changes. And I think that's really important because it means that tenants can take advice early and plan in advance, which is something that probably wasn't possible to the same extent with the previous scheme. As, again, things are changing very frequently, but as I understand it, if it's still a, listed as a remote hearing, then quite possibly then there may be the facility for remote advice from the duty solicitor as well. I'm still waiting for an update on that from the actual provider of the scheme. And it's important that the tenant actually makes the best use of the, the solicitor who's available because they can give advice and uh, uh, they can negotiate with the landlord. And if it's the actual hearing date, they can also make representations as well. Another thing that's been introduced as well is also the referral for mediation. So if it's a case that's considered suitable for mediation, the solicitor should also uh, refer the case to uh, an independent mediation authority and then they, they can actually help in that process as well. And I think one of the important things to understand is that this particular scheme is free for everyone who has a possession here regardless of their income. So if you do have either a review date or a substantive hearing date coming up, it's definitely worth obtaining advice from a duty solicitor so you can really plan in advance and manage the situation in the best way possible. I mean, how did you find the scheme when you went on it, Jack? It's been very different. I mean, when I was last on it uh, a couple of months ago, it was it was all remote. So in, in a lot of ways, we'd be much better prepared than perhaps we would for face-to-face duty sessions, though um, that also carried the development that there was a lot more paperwork to consider and, and to be on top of. But it, I suppose it's tied into lockdown restrictions easing and, and hearings slowly going back to face-to-face. We're probably going to see a bit more of that as things gradually return to normal. So, Sadiq, in terms of just general possession advice, what would the advice be, would you say? I mean, a lot of what, what's happening under the remote scheme is the same as what we say in any case, really. In terms of the overall process, albeit the notice periods have changed, the process changed slightly, and it's a lengthier process. I think the main principles are still the same. I think the first thing I'd really say is not to ignore the issue. It's not going to go away by itself. So it's really important to be proactive and really seek legal advice at the earliest possible stage. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always better, whether you're a landlord or a tenant, just to seek advice sooner rather than later. It's it's a very stressful process and we understand that, but it, it really does save time and, and stress to just try and tackle the issues earlier on. And I, I'd say really second that because um, quite often you'll, you'll take on a case at a later stage and you're often thinking, oh, if we'd only had this three months ago, we could have prepared for it much better. So definitely I'll second that. I think another thing I'd say as well that is check if you are entitled to assistance with legal costs. Although free advice is available under the duty scheme, the assistance that can be given and that is somewhat limited. So if there's any work that needs to be done beyond that initial hearing or review date, 
which more often than not there will be, that scheme will not cover it and therefore you'll need to consider how it's going to be funded. However, it's definitely worth making inquiries whether you're entitled to any assistance with funding, uh, particularly with regard to legal aid. So it's worth making those inquiries and certainly that's something that we would look into as a firm if somebody's entitled to legal aid or if there's any other way in which we might be able to fund the case. I mean, what should the um, tenant bring with them when they attend for assistance, either under the duty scheme or generally? Ideally, the court papers. So anything with the the court seal and the claim number on it. Beyond that, it it will kind of depend on what the case is is about. I mean, if it's related to rent arrears, if uh, rent statements and benefit details can be brought, any relevant medical information. And yeah, beyond that, it does depend on the specifics. But anything you feel which might help the advisor on the day. To sum up then, what would you say has been the overall impact of COVID on session proceedings? I think I've touched on this slightly. I'd say the overall process is much slower just to allow for more time for the um, case to be processed, to look into these additional issues, COVID-related issues and so on. But in essence, the process is the same. At some point, the process will need to be followed and any issues will need to be addressed. So although it's slower, there's less panic associated with it. It's worth using that time to prepare well in advance rather than just thinking that we don't have to worry about it and it will go away because it's not going to go away. It's still going to be followed through at some point. So I'd say the process is largely the same, but it's a lot slower. And therefore, the advice would be to really make use of that additional time to plan and prepare in advance rather than just leave it indefinitely. And um, another point just about what the court needs to consider. The court has to consider any COVID-related issues. So if the virus has had a particular impact on your household, it's it's worth raising those issues with your landlord as soon as possible and making the court aware of them as well. Yeah. So um, in terms of uh, the way forward, like I said, we're not quite sure what the future holds. Things are slowly going back to how they were before the lockdown. But uh, more recently, obviously, we've got news of this Indian variant. So we don't know if we're going to have another lockdown. But so I would say watch this space and keep an eye out for any changes. And um, certainly here at Hodge Jones Aladdin, we're, we're always up to date with the uh, changes and uh, we'll aim to give you the uh, most up to date legal advice got quite a large team here so we do regular training and updates as well to really keep on top of things see how things are progressing so i think it's been quite a quite interesting discussion just go through and summarize some of the main points i think even i have found it quite helpful just to have that summary perhaps exchange a few ideas uh what about you jack yeah that's been really great today it's always good to uh talk through the developments so um, hopefully everybody find it helpful. If you do have any queries or questions uh, or comments, please let us know and feel free to get in touch either with myself or Jack or anyone else in the team. We'd be more than happy to help you with your queries. Uh, keep an eye out for the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the London Legal Podcast, presented to you by Hodge, Jones and Allen Solicitors. To listen to more podcasts, follow us on SoundCloud or visit our website www.hja.net for interesting opinions and the latest legal information. Or if you need our help, call 0808 2780 216.